Hey, welcome back, TechLate here. Today, I wanted to talk about the various ways that I have been hacked throughout the years running my own websites and servers. And no, this is not an invitation for you to try to hack me. I'm sure you probably could just launch a DDoS distributed denial of service attack on my servers. And that's one easy way to just take down anybody's projects. Although, you know, hacking generally is illegal. But when you start operating a website and you put essentially a public IP address website onto the network, then you're exposing that machine to the world to both good and bad people. You can see actually when I tried to log into my server, there have been 6,162 failed attempts just within the last day pretty much. And you know, these are essentially just bots that are just trying every single password combination that they can. And on my other server, there were over 186,000 failed attempts in just three weeks. So this is going to be a bit of a technical talk, but could be useful if you ever plan on running your own web servers. So let's get into it. Quick pause, this video is sponsored by Dashlane. Dashlane is a password manager endorsed by the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Forbes, Wired, and more. They make it easy to manage everything and fills your personal info like addresses, credit cards, and passwords. They are top rated on the iOS app store and recommended by both Apple and Google. Get 10% off premium for the first 200 people at dashlane.com slash tech lead. All right, so the first question you may have is, what are attackers actually trying to accomplish here? Do they just want to bring down your website, your random small little stupid project? Probably not. Do they just want your additional computing power? Maybe they're going to run some cryptocurrency mining bots. No, they can just buy that. What they're really after here is your IP address in order to send mail to other people. In my opinion, many of them have been mail spammers. They're trying to take control of many other web servers out there and then use those to just send spam mail. And so by sending spam mail through your reputable IP address, they're able to get better deliverability on their emails. And that is where a lot of value has been. And so this is the first way I've been hacked. And consistently, almost every time I try to set up a custom mail server using programs like SendMail, XM, some attacker always happens to try to find a way to gain access into it. Usually if I misconfigure the passwords, authentication, firewalls, or ports, then someone manages to start sending tons of spam mail through those. Then I get a notice from my server company accusing me of abuse, and they give me 24 hours to either fix the situation or they shut everything down. So this is usually what happens when you try to run your own mail server. I don't generally recommend it. And so these days, usually what I do is I just go through Amazon SCS, simple email service, and let them take care of all the security and authentication, the sending limits, the reputation, and just let them handle all of the security issues with that. So let's get into the second hack that I've dealt with. And this was a pretty tricky one. And this was an SSH hack. Now, it's still not entirely clear to me how the attacker gained access to the system. There could have been a zero-day exploit. Maybe they managed to guess into the password. I'm running tons of scripts on my websites. Maybe one of them was not secured properly. They gained access somehow. But I found at the bottom of several of my PHP scripts, there was a piece of code just added there that I did not write. And it was quite obscure, but it seemed like it could have provided the attacker a backdoor access into the system. And I would have to patch every single one of these scripts, otherwise the attacker could just use any of these to gain access. And so that's what I did. I just did a find on all of the system files, looked for anything that was weird, and fixed all the scripts. And so I thought that fixed it. But the next thing I knew, next time I logged into the system, it was there again. And I thought, okay, well, that's weird. Let me just fix everything again. But every time I logged into the system, I realized that the scripts would be appended. And so that's when I realized that the whole SSH daemon that I was using had been compromised. I took a look around the system and I realized there was some zero day exploit in which the attacker could install a fake version of SSH daemon so that every time I logged in, 
it would grant the attacker access. And not only that, they had accessed the password file, etc slash password, and added themselves as a user in the system. The name was something like SSHD. It didn't sound very bad at all. So unless you have a very good understanding of all the processes and underworkings of Linux and Unix, when you look at these and start looking for issues, it's not immediately clear to you where the issue may be, what's good, what's bad. So here's what I did to try to remedy the situation. First, I set up a dashboard. It's like a website, a script that would just check a bunch of internal files, systems, processes, and make sure everything was running smoothly and that I could just glance at quickly to make sure that there were no malware running. Now, this is a good practice to have anyways. I have a dashboard that I still check to this day every single day just to make sure all of my websites and projects are running smoothly. I changed the ports that you can log in through to. Usually you SSH in through say port 22 by default. A lot of these malware machines, they're just checking on these certain ports. So I just changed that to another random port. I made that so you can only access the machine from a certain IP address, which is just the area within my vicinity. And I disabled password access instead using private and public key files, which are stronger and cannot be guessed as easily. And none of this is helped by the server being 10 years old by then. I had acquired it a long time ago. I didn't keep things up to date. And so over time, what I eventually did was I just got rid of the server, upgraded it to a brand new one, got the latest security updates and the OS, locked down all the ports that SSH access, disabled the password authentication system. And through that, I was finally rid of that stubborn hack. Now, the third hack I've seen has to do with security through obscurity, where you may not see certain files, folders, URL paths, but an attacker can try to guess at certain URLs and gain access into a system that way. So one common practice I've seen is that usually there's like a .git path within your directory. If you're using the git revisioning control system, an attacker will just go to your URL and access slash .git. And if you did not secure your git repository, then they'll be able to get access to all of the source code. And I've received security reports from thankfully friendly researchers who I think what they do is they just scan the internet for all the URLs and check for these security exploits and email the web administrator about these so that they can get those fixed throughout the internet. Now, the fourth hack I've seen, maybe something you're familiar with as well, is sanitizing user input. So anytime you have like a website or project where you're allowing the user to input something, maybe they can tweet something. Well, if you don't sanitize the input, then you could be allowing anyone to input code into your system. It could be as simple as say some HTML codes to just bold or italicize some text. A user could try to issue a SQL injection attack where they use a quote to escape out of the user input area and then append additional commands to modify the database or gain access into it. And I've seen some people, they can actually gain terminal access, SSH access into a system if the user input is used for some internal shell command. The best way to secure yourself against this is to make sure that you're sanitizing all user inputs. But even at that rate, you could be forgetful, you could miss one line here and there, and then your whole entire system could be compromised, which is why you may opt in for like a web framework that will sanitize all user inputs for you automatically so there'll be less of a risk. Moving on to our fifth security hack, this is about passwords. And it's really more of a tip that if you're storing passwords, you should not be storing them in plain text. Usually what you wanna do is hash them such that if your database ever becomes compromised, you're not just leaking the raw plain text passwords of all of your users. When you hash it, you can at least obscure some of the details. And especially if you're using a password salt, 
So you first append some string that you know to the user's password, and then you hash that whole set together. That really obscures that such that even if the hashes get leaked and another website somewhere else is using the same hashing algorithm, that the password salt at least will be unique to your own domain, your own project. And so that will protect the user's credentials from being leaked at least elsewhere beyond your own website. And even if you have a password authentication system, attackers may sometimes try to just brute force their way in by randomly guessing a number of common passwords. So in this scenario, you can either rate limit the passwords or implement like a CAPTCHA system. Overall though, my recommendation may be to not even implement a user authentication system. If it works for a project, just use like Google Firebase authentication, Apple ID, Facebook Connect, something like that. And then you don't have to deal with the headaches of securing your authentication system. Now, my sixth security tip has to do with making a website more secure for your users. Especially anytime you're trying to collect payment, you want to make sure that that connection is encrypted over HTTPS. So these days, many websites are served over HTTPS, but if they're not just using standard HTTP, then that internet traffic is unencrypted and any attacker can be sniffing on that network and read all of the internet traffic you're sending, like your passwords, credit card details. So one way to quickly secure your web application is to get an SSL certificate. Personally, I use this open source project, GetSSL, and they just get free certificates from Let's Encrypt. So then you can enable your web application for HTTPS encryption over the internet. Now moving on to the seventh way I've been hacked, and this may have happened to some of you as well, is if you've ever installed your own WordPress blog website, then you know that WordPress has so many security issues, and every now and then, one of your WordPress websites or blogs, they just get compromised, and then they usually issue some security patch, but it's a lot of maintenance, and especially if you install some WordPress blog or website, and then you forget about it, you don't go back to it, you've essentially installed a security loophole into your system. What I've done is I've gone through and scrubbed my entire system of WordPress blogs, websites, and plugins, and any other projects like free bulletin board systems, free blog websites. And so my overall recommendation here is, well, you can also just pay WordPress a small fee and they'll host your blog for you and they'll make sure that it is completely secure. You don't necessarily want to be the person managing, running, and updating all of your own email servers, your websites, your blogs, chat servers, because that could be a security risk. And if you do run these services, then you need to be willing to put in the time to keep these updated and maintained. And one more tip, since you never really know if you're secure, there could be zero day exploits, then it may help to make backups. So get another machine, copy all of your data, user data, project files over to this machine such that even if one machine is compromised, then you're still going to have your data and you'll be able to restore it in a worst case scenario. Your data is one of your most important assets, so secure it with Dashlane, a top password manager endorsed by the Wall Street Journal and New York Times. Dashlane generates super secure passwords, plus all the passwords you store are encrypted, making it a super safe place to store your information. Here's why it's so secure. Dashlane stores and decrypts your information locally on your device using your master password. So even if someone did manage to hack Dashlane itself, it would be like breaking into a bank, but not being able to open any of the vaults because not even Dashlane has the keys. Only you have the key to the vault. So unless you go around publishing your master password, your information is always safe. This is their patented zero-knowledge architecture. They also have a VPN, so you won't be tracked when you're browsing the internet and can access content in any country. And they monitor the dark web for password leaks, alerting you if any of your personal information may be available to spammers and hackers. So check them out and get 10% off premium for the first 200 people at dashlane.com slash techlead. 
So that'll do for me for now. And I would appreciate if you don't try to hack me because I don't need the additional work. And let me know if you've ever been hacked or have any good security tips. If you enjoyed the episode, please give it a like and subscribe. Follow me over on Instagram at TechLeadHD and I'll see you next time. Thanks, bye.